This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, hello, hello. Welcome back to Kindled. I'm your host, Haley. I am so excited to be back with you guys. It has been a while. I took a break for the months of December and January, which was much needed for me and my family. Um, We moved in early December and then had the holidays, obviously, and so January has sort of felt like a break. Um, But it's been great to just step away and uh, be quiet. And I mean, who am I kidding? I haven't been quiet. But um, I've actually been recording episodes this whole time for this upcoming season, which I am very excited to share with you. And uh, I believe it's going to be the best season of Kindled yet. So you are going to be getting episodes again every single Monday. uh, So you can expect to see those here. And, uh, you know, what else is new? Um, oh yeah, I did get over the break. I did get kicked off of Patreon, which is where I have my subscriber community of women who want, uh, episodes that are outside of the normal Kindled podcast. So I got kicked off of Patreon because they did not like some of my episodes that talked about, you know, COVID stuff. And so I am no longer on Patreon, but I am on Locals. So that's the new place to find me and all of the additional content that I create for that community. Uh, I come out with a fire starters episode every Friday there. Those are 30 minutes or less, and it's just me and the mic. Um, I say that they are like Instagram rants on steroids. So it is me sharing on social, cultural, theological, and political topics. And now more than ever, this has actually become a, a place that I can say what I'm really thinking and say what what I can't say on Instagram, what I can't even say here on Kindled because of the rules of my podcast host, Spotify, um, Anchor.fm uh, that I use. I mean, I, our speech has become so limited and so censored that... We really have to be careful. And so there are sometimes and frequently, I believe there will, there will be an increasing number of conversations that have to be had on these more private uh, members only, you know, behind a paywall type platforms in order for the message to be shared fully and honestly, which is very unfortunate, but it is the day and age that we live in. You know, just last week, I shared on Instagram that I joined the subscriber community at uh, for Daily Wire to get, you know, Candace Owens interviews with Dr. Robert Malone and all the content they're producing. They're doing an excellent job of providing, um, you know, exclusive content for their membership community, too. And, you know, it's not it's no coincidence that these types of platforms are um, increasing, especially for conservatives, because anything that goes against the narrative is just very difficult to get out. I mean, you guys have seen, I'm sure that on Instagram, you know, I have like some seven strikes against me 
for um, sharing news stories or news articles that go against the narrative and things that they don't want me to say. So uh, more and more, we are just having to create barriers between our content and the general public and ask our followers to opt in, to subscribe, to join our platforms, um, to get that content. So anyways, this that's the backstory behind what's happening at Firestarters. And uh, yeah, I would love to see you in there. Okay, before I give you this episode with Rachel Reeves, I do want to tell you about one Instagram account that you should definitely go follow. It is The Mama Militia. The Mama Militia arms families to confidently raise kids that will fight progressivism. You're in a race against the world to see who your kids will think is the expert, and the Mama Militia will help you win that race. Follow the Mama Militia because they are committed to educating future generations about the culture war we're in and establishing individual and family unit values to restore America's faith-based foundation. Check them out on Instagram at the Mama Militia. Okay, here is my conversation with Rachel Reeves. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So you are the woman behind a new space for uh, conservative Christians and on Instagram, and it's called Here Are the Headlines. I would love for you to tell us a little bit about what that is before we get into our topic today. Well, um, I've been on Instagram for several years now, just like everybody else in the universe. And it really was a space where I shared about my husband and I, our family, and our move from Southern California, where we lived our whole lives, to um, Northern Virginia, where we moved. Uh, we bought a small farm with our family, and we, you know, we're just kind of sharing our adventures here and we homeschool our girls. Uh, and so, you know, just daily pictures, uh, and whatnot, but my interest has always, um, one of my interests has always been politics, government, um, and education. So, you know, sprinkled in my Instagram account, you'd have just, you know, I'd share news headlines here and there. Um, but this summer I started sharing, um, a little bit more, uh, with a little more intention about some of the different things I was seeing in um, our culture uh, with, you know, from anything from things that were happening globally to the new uh, administration that was coming in or that had just come in to mask mandates, to vaccine rollouts. And I started sharing and started getting a really large response just from sharing news headlines and my, you know, really quick opinion. And then I started thinking, well, let's maybe start making this a little bit more of a routine. And I started sharing uh, in a little bit more uniform fashion, the news headlines, just a few news headlines every single day. And it seemed to really hit a nerve with people. They were really appreciating kind of me doing the dirty work for them. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have to be checking all of the different news websites and whatnot. And then on September 9th, I believe in the evening, it might've been the 10th, uh, President Biden spoke about the OSHA mandate. And I, on a whim, posted my thoughts very clearly um, and my opposition to the OSHA mandate, or the OSHA rule, I should say. And uh, it kind of took off and it went mm -hmm. viral. That's the 
kids say. And all of a sudden I had this influx of followers who were just messaging me with all kinds of different concerns, different states, different professions, talking about how they were being impacted by what was happening in Washington how they were wanting more information, more resources, more links, more news. They wanted to know what was going on um, in all corners of the earth, but specifically what was happening in our own country. And I just felt like God kind of put that in my lap and said, you need to make, you need to have more um, purpose behind this little thing you were doing, which was sharing the news every day. And I started really uh, being intentional about every single day, posting news, hearing from the people that were following me, what they were going through, sharing things that people might miss culturally. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of taken off. And so I recently started a page just for news separate from my family account. And mm-hmm. I hope it can be a place where we can dialogue about what's happening in mm-hmm. our country and in the world and do it uh, in a civil fashion and in a compassionate fashion, um, while also just really clinging to the truth in scripture. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. That's so great. Yeah. I love what you're doing and I have really appreciated, you know, just honestly, I've appreciated the stuff that you share on social media because, you know, even as someone who is, um, you know, pretty, pretty engaged and pretty, um, you know, well-informed when it comes to stuff, uh, that is going on in the news. I can't catch it all. And I, I don't, I, I often don't want to like, honestly, my (laughs) issue is I just get burned out and I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care about this, but then, you know, after taking a break, I'm like, okay, I need to care. I need to care. Like I, I Mm -hmm. actually have, I actually should care. And so it doesn't mean I have to know every little dot and tittle of, you know, every single thing that's happening, but it's nice. It gives me the emotional capacity and like, uh, I don't know, patience to, to think about those things that are happening when I don't have to be the one to also search for them. So even just having someone to like, kind of tip me off to things that are going on from Mm -hmm. a biblical worldview and just, you know, presenting those without the bias, especially like, that's what makes so many of us not want to deal with the news is we know we're just going to have a bunch of propaganda shoved in our face. And we're like, I'm not in the mood, you know? And so we avoid it. Um, and thankfully there are more resources like yourself that are kind of popping up to say, Hey, I'm here to help. Like, let me help sift through some of this for you and just give you things to think about. And you do a really good job of presenting, um, the headlines from, you know, of course, a Christian worldview, but, um, but asking questions, thoughtful questions Mm -hmm. that people could consider, about, you know, vaccine mandates or anything else that's going on. Right. And I think you touched on a reason because at first I went, I don't understand what's so appealing about me sharing the news. Doesn't everybody know all of this stuff that's happening? And when I started speaking with people, a lot of people for a variety of reasons, don't engage politically with the news. Um, they don't, they felt like you said, they felt it's, it's a burden to some people. It's exhausting to others and Mm -hmm. it's infuriating to most. And, and, uh, and so I find that the more I know, the more calm I feel actually. Um, Mm -hmm. so for me, it's a little different. And if I'm able to offer and give a little bit of my time and make people feel like they have a grasp on what's kind of the whole picture of what's going on, then I feel useful in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, rather than just throwing out a bunch of stuff, that's just going to make people feel heavy. 
Um, right. So I hope it's helpful. I really do. That's, that's a goal of mine. I want to let you know about our first sponsor of today, and that is Cornerstone Curriculum. This is one that I am so excited to share with you because it has a very special place in my heart. I get asked all the time by listeners of this show and people on Instagram, where did you learn to think this way? I want to make sure my kids can think critically about the issues you talk about on this show. The answer, aside from the gospel of Jesus Christ and the word of God, is Cornerstone Curriculum. As a high schooler, I was fortunate enough to get to complete their complete high school curriculum, Worldviews of the Western World. This holistic approach to education teaches a biblical worldview and the Bible's answers to today's biggest cultural issues. It teaches young people critical thinking and philosophy. It trains and makes disciples and leaders for the next generation. In this curriculum, students begin an integrated study of literature, philosophy, government, economics, history, geography, science, and art, showing how the ideas of each era shaped society holistically. This approach is far superior to a traditional school setting where subjects are separated into individual classes. Students who complete this program will be equipped to reason and think critically on any subject, and they will be prepared to stand firm for Christ in the 21st century. I cannot wait for the day my girls are old enough to start this curriculum. I cannot recommend it enough, and I would urge you to check out their website, cornerstonecurriculum.com, and use the code KINDLED for 5% off anything you order from their site. Whether your kids are in elementary or even in the middle of high school, Cornerstone Curriculum has resources to help you equip them today. Uh, So definitely check out their website, cornerstonecurriculum.com. Use KINDLED for 5% off. That's one reason that I avoid, you know, news sites. I don't go. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, I don't go on foxnews.com. Yeah. I don't go on CNN. I don't go on any news sites very, I mean, not regularly because I, yeah. it, it makes me so depressed and feel mm-hmm. heavy. Um, yeah. How do you, how do you guard against that? Just, you know, as a personal, you know, from your perspective, like, does it, does it have that effect on you or, and, and if so, how do you uh, address that? Yes. I mean, I I don't think you can be um, a human with feelings right now and not be overwhelmed by, Mm -hmm. by the news, no matter where you sit on the, um, you know, the political spectrum. Uh, For me, like I said, when I know what's going on, I feel a little bit more um, calm because for me, it's kind of like a puzzle when I'm able to look at the news, you know, so if you don't go on Fox, CNN, all those things, um, and that is a way people can protect their, um, the, the, the anxiousness that can bubble up, then that's mm-hmm. good. People need to guard against that. For me, I like to kind of go on a variety of different sites and call it all together and, and, and look at it like a puzzle. Like this is happening over here. How does this correlate with what's happening over here? And I get a bigger picture for myself. Um, and then I'm able to kind of disperse that to people so that they too can have that. I know for me, Um, I have to go into looking at the news. First, I'll say, I do not understand how people without Christ are able to handle um, the chaos in the world. And I say that very, I'm I'm being very honest. It is a dark time um, and dark times have come before, obviously. Mm -hmm. There's nothing new under the sun, but I find that the only reason I'm not completely rattled by what we're seeing happening and unfold is because I know that, Um, this is not the full story. This is not it. Um, So 
for me, I don't get to a level where I just shut down. I feel like God is doing something. He's working in all of these situations. And I find promise in that. So mm-hmm. I guess I've maybe come at it a little bit differently than some people do. Um, I find it, I find it interesting to see how things unfold. And, um, and I hope that that can translate to the people who I interact with and who follow along um, that yes, things can feel like they are burning down, but, mm-hmm. but Christ is in charge and he does have a plan for this he has a plan of restoration, you know, for those of us who believe in him. So that gives us great hope, even in the midst of, like I said, chaos. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's true. We do have to zoom out whenever we feel that the world is too heavy and remember where our hope lies. It's not in the headlines. It's not in, you know, any developments that, that are happening in this earth, but in, (laughs) but in what he has done for us on the cross and how he is going to, you know, and and the Bible says that he has overcome the world, you know, take heart for I've overcome the world. And, and so we, we have a recipe. We have, we have our directive to know that yes, we are going to have trouble in this, in this life, but he's overcome it. And so we, Mm -hmm. we are not to live as those without hope. We are not to flip from headline to headline looking for hope. It's a different way that we, engage with what is happening here in this world and on earth it we engage differently and that's a perfect segue into our topic today which is um you know how we engage as christians in politics Mm -hmm. and uh you know this is something that anyone who follows on kindled uh on on instagram or listens to this podcast knows you know my view and and obviously can tell that I certainly believe that that Christians should engage in politics. I know you do too. And we're going to talk about that, but, um, this is a pretty, you know, surprisingly divisive topic actually. Yeah, it really is. And there are a lot of believers who do not think that Christians should become engaged politically. And there are even, there are even people who are aggressive, uh, people who are self-proclaimed Christians who are aggressive towards those of us like you and I, who engage with, you know, political topics or discussions or cultural issues and just say, you are getting swept up. Uh, you're being worldly, you're being secular. Mm -hmm. You are, you know, there's, there's those people. And then, you know, there are those who are more progressive and liberal and, uh, on the left who are, Mm -hmm obviously coming from a totally different standpoint, but they also come at us as conservative Christians and say, you're not, you're not enough. You're not doing Mm -hmm. enough. You're not engaged enough. You don't really care about social justice. You're just saying, you're just going to, you know, trust God or, but, you know, pray or that everyone's created equal in the image of God, but you don't see this very real injustice. You don't see these things. I, I sort of feel like I mean, maybe it's just me having a pity party, but I kind of feel like we have it the hardest because we (laughs) we're not enough for the very ultra conservative, ultra reformed, you know, those who are like, wouldn't touch politics with a 10 foot pole, but we're, but we're not enough either for those who are the ones who are like the most politically active. Would you Mm -hmm. agree with that? Yeah. I just, there's, there's two ditches you can really fall in. And I think it goes to the, the, it talks about, it's the matter of extremes really. So you have people who are just so adamantly against Christians engaging in, um, in any type of political conversation or, um, 
you know, activity whatsoever. And that's one ditch where it's like, you know, for whatever reason, and there are so many reasons people are exhausted by like the hamster wheel of politics, you know, they want nothing to do with it, or they see the corrupt nature of much of what happens in Washington, or perhaps in their state government, maybe even in the local mm -hmm. government. So they want to stay away because of that. Um, perhaps a you know, a sense of piousness, like this, I'm too good to be involved in this. This is yes, like you said, worldly. Yeah. I'm not going to do this. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, many people don't want to be involved in it because they have a misunderstanding of what scripture says about it. So there's that ditch where it's like, I'm not even going to touch this. I'm, too, you know, and it usually falls into the, I've heard many times when I've asked questions or brought up what's happening, it's a, mm -hmm. um, oh, I don't really have time to, yeah. you know, to pay attention to that. So there's that ditch over there where it's a, um, I'm too busy with important things. Why would I get involved with what's happening in politics? You know? Um, and then there's the other ditch, you know, where it's a, um, politics becomes a religion and it becomes more important than your loyalty and your belief in Christ and your hope and trust in him. That's the yeah. other ditch. And, and right. it feels really hard to kind of walk the center where it's okay. And we should rightly mm -hmm. be concerned about things we're seeing and want to engage in as much as we can to bring about Christian compassion, love, charity to our neighbors mm -hmm. without falling in either of these ditches of complete, you know, just, ugh, you know, I'm not getting involved or, mm -hmm. um, over here, where it becomes a lifestyle. So it's hard. It's a hard, right. you know, uh, line to walk. And mm -hmm. um, both are, I, I believe both of those, those ditches are full of a bunch of people who really could be, you know, when steered correctly by scripture could really be making a wonderful difference in their community, in their state, mm -hmm. local, federal government, you know? Right. But they, yeah. they, they allow their, um, you know, their either sinful ambitions or their, um, perhaps their fear of involvement to get the best of them. So they just either are over-involved or under-involved really. Yep. Yep, exactly. And it is, it is the hardest line to walk to, mm -hmm. you know, both say, no, we shouldn't, we shouldn't wash our hands of it, but we also right. can't put our hope in it, you know? And right. that isn't that kind of the call of the Christian to always walk right. in the tension, which I know is an overused word, but it, but it is a tension of, of both recognizing that it's important, but it's not ultimate. Um, right. and right. so let's talk about what, you know, um, first off, what are politics for someone who might be wondering, like, what does that mean? Does that just mean Democrat versus Republican? Like, what does it mean? I, I have to pick a side and just go fight for my side. What, what does it mean to be engaged right. in politics? Well, we get the word politics from a Greek word polis and really, you know, what it, what it was intended, intended to mean was basically the Greek city-states were, individually governed by leaders. They did not have one um, specific leader. And so really what politics essentially is, is it's how communities and people interact with one another and kind of organize affairs. That's mm -hmm. essentially what politics means. Um, now, what our idea of, what, if you say politics, if you say, tell me what politics means to any, you know, random 
Joe, they're going to say it's what happens in politics is it's a kind of a skeevy atmosphere. It's what happens mm -hmm. in, in Washington. It's on the debate stage. It's arguments between candidates. It's the backdoor deals. Um, so our understanding right from the beginning is kind of skewed. Um, when I think of politics, I think of the process by which we take care of our community, we take care of our neighbor, we take care of our families. Um, uh, not completely, but it's an element of how we do that. And, um, and so I think in me understanding that it gives me it in that way, it gives me more freedom to say, this is important. Mm -hmm. I need to be involved because I think what people miss too is um, not being involved in politics is a political statement. Um, politics mm -hmm. is something that impacts every single person in our country, citizen and non-citizen, whether we like it or not. Politics is affecting um, everything. Mm -hmm. And we can either uh, recognize that and then decide the areas in which we find it beneficial and where God wants us to be involved um, in bringing about change. Um, or we can pretend like it doesn't exist and it will go on anyways. It yeah. will, it is a machine that does not stop. It is the, the system of, or the idea of government was one that has been around since, you know, pretty much the, the dawn of time. And we forget that it's part of God's plan. Mm. Um, it says, you know, clearly in the Bible that, you know, Christ selects the Kings. He allows certain people to be brought to mm -hmm uh positions of leadership and power who are we to then say this isn't important enough for me to pay attention to it's not important yeah. enough for me to pray about to pray for yeah. to mm -hmm. get involved to um to share the gospel and what i believe in as much as i can in all the different things that we do in our daily lives that are impacted by politics I want to take a second to introduce you to one of my sponsors, and that is my friend Lacey Baumiller with The 5-Minute Meal. Lacey teaches women that long-term weight loss is a byproduct of healthy, sustainable habits, not short-term fad diets. If you follow me on Insta, you've likely seen that I've been on my own health journey to create more sustainable and healthy habits, so I could not agree with Lacey more. Her five-minute meal will teach you a simple weekly meal planning system that will simplify mealtime, save you from the overwhelm of wondering what to make for dinner every night, and help you prepare nutritious meals that will move the needle on your health goals and your entire family will love. To download the five-minute meal plan with recipes, shopping lists, and a step-by-step -step process to make it all happen, just scroll down in the show notes of this episode and click the link to go to Lacey's website. It's completely free. And bonus, anyone who downloads will get a 15-minute pantry audit where Lacey will teach you how to stock your pantry to make this process effortless. Just simply scroll down on the show notes of this episode to click the link and download your five-minute meal plan today. So then the Bible doesn't just allow the Christian to engage in politics. It actually, yeah. um, based on what you're saying, uh, commands us to be engaged because of it's tied to how we yeah. actually live out our lives as believers in the world. Really. Mm -hmm. It's just, how do you live in community with other people? 
That's why yeah. we have government. That's why government exists because, mm-hmm. uh, God is, you know, obviously all wise, all knowing and, uh, and put government in place for a reason because he okay. knew that people fell and were sinful and needed to have their evil tendencies restrained by something mm-hmm. outside of themselves. Uh, the answer does not lie within us, but in the meantime, before we are saved or for those who are not saved, who are not called, who are not being transformed by the renewing of their mind, there needs to be some restraint on the wickedness and the evil of, of men and women. And so government is a good gift from God. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's really important to recognize, like, if we are saying something is a gift from God, how can we also how can we also say that that thing, I I don't, I I don't need to engage with that thing. I don't need to have a theology of politics or, or have a stance, take a stand on how the world says politics should go. Um, and certainly, you know, you and I don't, don't believe that the way that this plays out is always in a God glorifying manner or that, you know, Republicans are the answer or Democrats are the answer. That's not what we're here to say, but we are here to say that, uh, that it's, that it, we are not, um, excused from participation just because the world does something poorly. Um, and, and in fact, that's, that's kind of, I know, um, just from, from talking with you on social media, I, I think we both think that that's sort of how we found ourselves here is because Christians pulled yeah. out of this whole conversation and just said, we're just going to go over here and do Bible study. We don't want to have right. anything to do with the school board, or we don't want to talk about the, the trash service or the roads or mm-hmm. anything else. You know, we don't want to talk about these things. It doesn't right. matter. We're spiritual. We are pious, holier than thou. Like mm-hmm. that's for you secular people. Right. 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 And it's misguided. Um, and look at where it's got us. I, I think that, um, some Christians think that it's a losing game. Why fight for it? Why, why fight for the things that we believe in, which is really hilarious because you do not see, um, other groups saying, Nope, I'm not going to, it's not my battle. I'm not going to fight for that. They're gun ho. And, and, you know, this is not a, we versus them. This is a, um, Christ's law and what we Mm. believe to be true versus everything else. Truly. Um, now that there's differences, um, in how we're going to approach that I'm sure. Um, but that's where we really need to be steeped in scripture and Mm. know exactly what God calls us to and know what he is, has said is truth. And so then when we're presented with it, we're able to know what we believe, and we're able to fight accordingly. This isn't a, um, you know, I think, I think what we miss is that politics can be viewed as an issue of, and a matter of stewardship. So God has given us so many things. He's given us each um, influence in our own specific place. Um, And with that stewardship, He's given us, some of us, um, where we live, our home, our community, and the things that happen in it. And we need to be good stewards of those things. And often, if you're going to be a good steward of things in your community, in your family, in your schools, in your churches, in the local food bank that you donate to, in the clubs, the social clubs in your neighborhood, 
you cannot be involved in those without there being an aspect of involvement with local government, state government, and federal government. And mm -hmm. we need to be good stewards of those gifts that God's given us. We, when we miss that and when we take ourselves completely out of that, we're missing the fact that God orchestrated and set forth early in the Bible, the idea that there will be governments on this earth that will have to be there in order to administer justice of some sort. And we could get into a whole conversation about that and how it's derailed in so many ways, but it's here and mm -hmm. it, it's, it has to be here. And, and the Bible discusses civil government and it, it talks about people who are involved in it. And so we, we have to acknowledge we, we have to dispense of the idea that the Christian can sit back and just because God's in control and he's already written out what's happening, what's going to happen. And he, he knows the end of the story that we don't need to do anything. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that's being a, a poor steward of what he has given us to deal with. It's our responsibility to mm -hmm. engage and, and not just for ourselves and how that's going to impact our families, but how that's going to impact our neighbors and the people we know, not just in a lovey-dovey, like, oh, love mm -hmm. your neighbors. So I want you to have, you know, lower property taxes, things like that. No, I think we're called to something so much more, which is to make sure that we are leading with the gospel of Christ, which will ultimately save our neighbors. Yeah. And everything we need to know about our involvement in politics is in scripture we really mm -hmm. don't need a how-to guide about how to engage we would we will know when yeah. we are when we're reading the text of the bible it's, right. it's that easy really truly yeah you're so right i love that how you said that we don't need a how-to book we don't need you know i mean there are certainly those you can find mm -hmm. them um i would say just be very careful when you're oh, reading gosh. what they say and and you know, anyone who gets involved with, with politics and also calls themselves a follower of Christ, just have some discernment and have your yeah. red flag meter, you know, really ready to go because there's a lot of people who yeah. are, um, leveraging that conversation for mm -hmm. the end of policy, not the end of gospel, you know, uh, and God's right. kingdom. And right. so, yes, when we lead with the fact that, look, the reason I vote the way I do on this matter or on this issue, or the reason I'm going to select this school board member over that one is not yeah. because I think that they are the answer to our problems. I know they're not, but I am bound by a, a moral law and standard outside myself, which says that, you know, we are to steward our children or we are to not, um, you know, promote lies or we, you know, in the right. 10 commandments, do not lie, do not tell falsehood, falsehood yeah. or bear false witness. Um, so I have to, I have to, according to, to scripture, vote for someone who at least says and testifies that they will not right. do that. Right. And with the curriculum that they want to have in our schools, um, even mm -hmm. if my kids aren't in them and neither of our kids are in the yeah. public school system. And yet you and I both go and vote for those things because it matters and it's important. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so, you know, uh, one thing that I was thinking when you were talking was, you know, God is sovereign, but man is responsible. God's mm -hmm. sovereignty is not an excuse for man to not be engaged in the world. Um, right. uh, God's right. sovereignty in salvation is not an excuse for us to not mm -hmm. share the gospel with people, you know, right. and, and that's the same thing people say when they're like, well, how, how can you say God is sovereign? And then say that I am responsible for preaching the gospel. Like if he's going to save, well, that's who he's like going to save. I mean, if that's like, 
someone saying, you know, well, God's in control. So why, why the great commission? Well, it doesn't matter what I, I don't have to have that answer. It's exactly. just commanded of me. So I'm going to do yeah. that thing. Guess what? That Puny, tiny told. human brain. You yeah. can't understand the why. So just follow the instructions. Just do so. what it says. It's not yeah. hard. And I think too, um, we often view politics, voting, engagement in a very, um, like a singular fashion. It is about like our, um, okay. It's about our, like how it's going to impact our family, our children and our street. Yeah. But when we're, when we're doing this, when we're thinking critically about the issues that are happening, you know, in the Bible, in Romans, it just, it talks about how Paul, Paul talks about how the governing authorities are ministers of God. So they are in place because he allowed them to be in place. I don't get to question that. So whatever happens is in his will, but, and and he will use governments and leaders to bring about his will. And that's hard to understand. Sometimes it's hard to accept when we see things, um, happening. It's like, Lord, why, you know, again, I don't need to understand. I need to trust, but that doesn't, um, that doesn't mean we get to, uh, separate ourselves from some sort of responsibility. We need to be looking at everything. At least this is how I try and look at it. How, what is my goal? My goal is that every person that possibly can, can know the gospel and know about Jesus Christ, because that is truly Mm -hmm. the only thing I believe. And I know as truth that will bring about human flourishing. Mm -hmm. And so often we're talking about how's this policy going to affect. And if the build back better plan, you know, is, is voted through, look at all the money it's going to give to these programs and look at how this is going to help this working, this working mother. And it's going to give Jimmy, you know, free school for, you know, and so it's all about, it's all framed in human flourishing, but as Christians, Mm -hmm. we know that no policy, no social program, no politician is going to provide the type of human flourishing that we believe will bring Mm -hmm. about salvation and contentment and joy and happiness. And so when I go to vote, when I think about these issues and I'm trying to decide, what do you want from me, Lord? I have to look at them in kind with, with that as my, my lens, like what here will bring about true human mm-hmm. flourishing. Right. Um, and that's hard. And I think that that's mm-hmm. where politics gets really challenging for people because it often can seem like a godless realm, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to tell you about the final sponsor for today's episode, and that is Caitlin Ashley Art. Caitlin is a watercolor artist after my own heart. She does calligraphy, watercolor and custom art commissions for landscapes, venue, and home portraits. She also does wedding stationery. Caitlin has everything from stickers to scripture and prayer cards in her shop. I love her stickers because they're perfect for decorating your laptop, water bottles, notebooks, whatever, and those are great reminders for yourself and also good conversation starters with people about faith or politics. My favorite are her Politics Matter sticker and her sticker that says pursue truth in the age of outrage i told you you guys would love caitlin's work check her out at caitlinashley.com that is k-a-i-t-l-y-n-a-s-h-l-e-e.com and caitlin has a special code for kindled listeners that gives you 15 percent off your product's order use kindled 15 at checkout 
Yeah. And like you brought up, I think it's important to, um, you know, not just look at the surface uh, promises of any given policy or program, but the underlying presuppositions of Mm -hmm. that idea. So an idea like giving money to the poor sounds good. Like, why not? Like, of course, you know, generosity is good. We are to take care of widows and orphans. Yes, yes, yes. But also keeping in mind that it gets complicated because we need to remember the nature of man. We need to remember um, that underlying presupposition that uh, without Christ and even with Christ, there is a human tendency to sin, to uh, wander, to actually be dishonest, to be lazy, to be um, drunkards or sluggards or whatever. And I'm not saying that specifically about widows and orphans, but just with the social programs that, you know, that are often part of, um, the agenda on the left and sometimes even on the right as well. Um, that, you know, look, am I, am I thinking about human nature the way the Bible tells me when I say this would be good for people, or am I just thinking in a secular lens? It is always good to give to the poor. It is always Mm -hmm. good. Well, you know, it's, that's actually not true. It's not always. And in fact, Jesus himself said the poor you always have with you. Like he actually prioritized gospel truth over poor, over giving to the poor or, uh, or, you know, dealing with, with temporal issues uh, like Mm -hmm. poverty, because it is temporal. It's not eternal. Um, people will not be impoverished forever. They will either be with God or separated from him in eternal torment. And so in reality, yes, it does matter. It doesn't mean we don't deal with it, speak to it, uh, do things to improve our own communities, um, or discuss what policy will have, uh, the best lasting impact and be sustainable and all of that. But it just means that we cannot think like the world thinks when it comes to these issues, we cannot, these issues, we, we should not just stop at, well, I believe everyone should have universal healthcare because I just believe in taking care of people. Right. And well, I think that people get caught. Yeah. And they get caught in this, um, this is the problem with not with with taking the the one ditch where you're just not going to be involved in anything. If you are not constant, not constantly, but if you're not engaging to the, um, to the extent that you're somewhat um, educated about what actually happens with so much legislation that's passed, mm-hmm. you will kind of uh, take the sound bites and vote for what sounds good, vote for what makes you feel good. You know these key phrases and and um, kind of sound bites of what a Christian should vote for. Um, when really we have to step back and look at things, everything, we can package anything and make it sound good, but what are the actual implications of the things that we are voting on? Who is actually impacted by a, a specific social program? Who's going to be impacted down the road by it? It just takes a little bit more time uh, than sometimes we're willing to give. And it's mm-hmm. why it's important because, um, policies impact people. And if our, you know, and politicians vote on policies. So if we are going to have as our um, kind of main focus, uh, God created mankind, and we want to share the gospel and be loving as Christ has loved us, then we need to think clearly about what loving actually means. Loving Mm -hmm. doesn't actually mean making people feel good. It means caring for the souls of those we are, we have influence over Mm -hmm. and that's a big ask, but I think it's something that we, 
uh, are called to do. It just yeah. takes, it takes a little time and attention and mm-hmm. prayer, honestly. Yeah. Uh, for sure. For sure. These days, especially more than, more than ever before, we cannot Uh, rely on what we see or hear from any one source. Um, do you see any examples in scripture of Christians engaging in politics that you could share with us? Oh yeah. I mean, it's all over. I think the the hard part is, is that people always with any part, with any argument they want to make about something they don't want to do. They talk about how outdated the Bible is and it was a product of its time. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't apply now, but that's just bogus. So, um, you know, I mean, we all know, we all grew up learning about Daniel. Uh, we learned about queen Esther, how she basically was, she took on the Persian government and saved the Jews from a genocide. You know, Mm -hmm. you have Titus who was submissive to authorities. You have Paul that, um, you know, was like, I'm, I am a subject to the, to the, uh, you know, Roman government authorities. Um, you have, Joseph, who worked in the um, Egyptian government, he ended up saving his extended family, mm-hmm. you know, from ruin. And but and, he shouldn't have been so engaged in politics, right? That was kind of worldly of him. And then, like, Joseph. basically, his family went on and did some great stuff. I don't know. Yeah, like <laughs> prepared the once. whole kingdom for like seven for, years of famine, but that was well, pretty whatever. selfish of him. So. <laughs> you know, it's all over the place. It's not. It's not something that. Um, can be easily missed. God uses people in all realms of, you know, work. And I think it would be, again, like I said, short-sighted for us to think that because it's something we don't like and something we're not necessarily comfortable with, or something we may not understand that God is not going to use it for his purposes. He is, Mm -hmm. which means that we need to be paying attention to it. And we need to be proud to be a representative of the Lord in any, you know, sphere of influence he gives us. I may have a small little niche community online as a Christian, but I can share there. Someone else may be running for school board and be a Christian Mm -hmm. and can share there um, all the way to the, to the most powerful realms of government down to the most local little lion Kiwanis club or Mm -hmm. Ruritan club. God has placed us where he's placed us for a reason. And it's, we need to be good stewards of that. Um, and it's, it's all over the Bible. This Mm -hmm. was, it's not like, it's not like he, this is a new idea to get involved in politics. This is not new. It's as old as time. (laughs) Right. I mean, even uh, this is maybe a new thought. I haven't really played this out very far in my mind, but do you think about even the crucifixion that was political? Like what was happening was, uh, Pilate did not want to crucify <laughs> Jesus. Cause he said, I really see no man, no reason that this man should, he's not guilty. He hasn't done anything. Who do you want me yeah. to release? And they said, release Barabbas, yeah. you know, crucify Jesus. We don't want him. And, um, and, and that was because he refused to be their political savior. So at the very, like, look at the tension there. Like the crucifixion was obviously God's sovereign plan to save mankind. And it was, right. It was his, his plan. And Jesus even said, you have no authority except that, which has been given you by my father at any, you know, at any moment, of course, he could have called down legions of angels, gotten of off course. the cross, changed but his he mind. didn't, he didn't, but he and didn't. So, and right. he, in a way, in a big way that saved my soul and saved yours, he yielded his power in that moment. That's yeah. huge. You know, it's, um, 
but it's just like that tension of the political and then the eternal inner intermixing, right? Like, right. Like we live in a spiritual world. Everything is spiritual. So everything that happens is either advancing the human soul towards its maker and the creator of the universe or, um, or directing us away. And so, and so ultimately every, every policy put into place will have effects, even if the policy Mm -hmm. itself is not necessarily weighted in terms of being like moral or immoral, it will have an effect that affects people, which are souls. And, Mm -hmm. you know, of course, Ali Stucky always says policies, politics affect policies, which affect people. And so that's the, that's the thing. It's, it's the trickle down effect that will always have um, impact on the human soul. And that's why we, that's why we have to care. That's why we need to, um, you know, apply a biblical understanding to whatever we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a a lot of women listening are, are probably moms and Mm -hmm. um, you know, this might feel overwhelming to them. Like, okay, what do I, what does that mean? What am I supposed to do? Like, what do you want from me? How do I be engaged with politics? I'm not going to go start an Instagram account sharing headlines, but what could I do? Yeah, that's hard because everybody's so individual and unique and God's Mm -hmm. placed each person exactly where he wants them for what he has planned for them. I think a good starting point is to remember that we really do. We're loyal. We have loyalty in two spheres. We live in the city of man but we are destined as believers to live in the kingdom of heaven. We have two loyalties right now. Of course, our highest loyalty will always be to the Lord and scripture. That's it. Um, but we're here now and we need to be faithful. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus said himself, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. That right. There was a very clear um, delineation between the two. This was, it's, it's not wrong to acknowledge that we have a duty to our, the rules established by our government in so much as that they don't conflict or cause us to break the ultimate law of God. But we have, we have dual loyalty, um, in that Mm -hmm. sense. And so I would say to anybody feeling overwhelmed, that a great starting point would just be to begin to pray for the Lord to show them where they can get involved in an area they're passionate about. That could be so many different things. And in every local Mm -hmm. community, there are ways that a believer can go in, even one that's like, I don't really want anything to do with politics, but if it's there and I have to engage, okay. Or serving, like like you mentioned food banks. Oh yeah. There are so many. And and those are, you know, governed by permits to be at the building and when they can serve the the community, there are so many different Mm -hmm. ways, you know, that it's going to end up touching something political, but for the beginning point, just pray that God will show you where he wants you involved in the community because your local government, I've always said, will be the one that impacts you the quickest and the most severe, um, in the short term. Well, and in the long term, depending on where you live, um, get involved, pray, God will show you. And just through, you know, prayerful meditation of what he desires for you. And then maybe just dip your toe in areas that are significant to you. Maybe you're really passionate about foster and adoption care. Maybe you're really passionate about, um, uh, the schools in your neighborhood or uh, maybe historical buildings that you're seeing things happen to, or maybe 
uh, poverty or homelessness, um, uh, maybe a local shelter. God can show you what he wants for you, how he wants you to serve. And the more you go out in your community and serve, the more you will be confronted with political issues. But if he puts you in that position, he's going to give you wisdom and um, he's going to give you everything you need in order to deal with that. So that would be what I would say. I'm not going to tell you, you know, go subscribe to these 10 newspapers because what we don't want bringing into us, into our hearts is um, angst, anxiety, and darkness. What we want is to take what the, the joy that our salvation brings and, and send that out, Mm -hmm. go take that in a tangible way and start impacting your community. That's the best way you can get involved in politics. In my opinion. I love all of that. Yeah. And just on a practical note, vote, vote in elections, whether (laughs) or not you believe they are totally have integrity or not, you, you can still vote. That's a way to be engaged. And like you said, the local government is the most important thing, especially in the day and age we live in now, Mm -hmm. The further we go um, down the road, we are on at a federal level, the more important your local government becomes, the more important it becomes that, you know, a lot of times those things can be stopped at the local level um, by those governments that, you know, otherwise, uh, you know, that's where it actually impacts your day to day, whether you have to wear a mask when you walk in the grocery store with your kids or whether your kids are, are, you know, having mandates of any kind in their schools. Um, and I would just say like, when we encounter challenges, walking out our faith as Christians in the world, we don't bow out. That's not, that is not a godly response. We lean in and we walk forward in faith, knowing that, Um, God is not asking us to be Jesus. He's not asking us to save the world. He's asking us to trust him and to live faithfully. And that, that might mean putting our necks out on the line. Sometimes that might mean running for a school board, or it might mean volunteering at the uh, local food bank, or it might mean, uh, if we're concerned about election integrity to help with, you know, actually monitoring the elections on election day. I mean, something like that. Like there are so many things we can do instead of just bemoaning, the state of the world and the affairs today and saying it's all corrupt. It's all going to hell in a handbasket. Well, you know, what could you do to, well, to, yeah. to help? What could you, what could you do instead of just saying, Oh, it's all just a, it's all a loss. Yeah. And I think that that also is really quite a selfish standpoint, because when you think about it, God created the world and the people in it and around it, the people are around us and the people we're interacting with, they we're created by the Lord too. We are stewards of everything he's given us. Wouldn't I want for the best possible outcome for people that were created in God's image? Now, is that going to happen? Well, no, but to sit passively by and watch really destructive things be passed and come to fruition in our country, it makes me sick. Some of the stuff that is, is happening, it is destroying the image of, of Christ. It's, you know, and for no other reason than just that we need to be stewards of what he's Mm -hmm. given us. We need to be out there, um, proclaiming his truth as lovingly as we can and, um, not bowing out because I feel like if we do that, we relinquish this, this awesome opportunity and responsibility we have to impact this globe for Christ truly. And then just be careful who you're listening to and, um, what you're taking as gospel truth. That would be probably the other 
piece of advice I would give. Be careful. (laughs) Man, Rachel, you're just a wealth of wisdom. Thank you so much. Where can people connect with you online and find more about what you provide? Uh, You can find me on Instagram. We just launched a new news uh, platform. It's at here are the headlines. There's some great stuff that's going to be happening over there in the upcoming months. Every day I do a news, uh, brief of, uh, the daily headlines, breaking news. We've got some wonderful ways that we can interact as a community. It's just a great place. So that's at here are the headlines. And then you can find me and my family and our farm at Arabella underscore farm. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Uh, Come find me on Instagram at Haley.Kindled and my backup account, Kindled.Haley. I will warn you that you have to search for the entire username Haley.Kindled before I pop up because I'm heavily shadow banned on Instagram, um, which is just great. But you can easily find my other account, Kindle.Haley, which I'm continuing to use more and more since it is not as heavily shadow banned and more people can see the content that I share there. All right. I hope you have a great week. Join us inside Locals for $10 a month if you want to get more content from me every Friday. Otherwise, I will see you next Monday. Bye.